Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. Welcome to another episode of Project Cars, and I'm here with the host, Carlos Molina. But hey, listen, you know, one of the biggest things that a lot of people ask me is, you know, how do you get sponsored and, and, and how do you what is a proposal? And okay. uh, so today that's I wanted to cover that. And, and I think you had some questions about proposals and sponsorship, too. So, yeah, um, if I don't answer it while I'm going through this. Feel free to jump in and and, and ask away. Um, a, a lot of people, a lot of enthusiasts, and, and I keep saying uh, young enthusiasts because those are the ones that are really passionate about their vehicle and and they really want to get sponsored and they see these magazines or they see these pictures online and they got these vehicles that have all these different logos on there and they yeah. think, oh, I want to get sponsored. You know, send me your product and I'll put your the logo on there. Mm-hmm. That is not what sponsorships about. But we're going to talk about how you start the process for, for getting sponsored and what sponsorship really is. And, and the first thing you got to do, and, and I know you know this because, you know, you're a business person, uh, you have to create a proposal mm-hmm. and a proposal put you, you have to put some work into a proposal. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost like a business plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the best way to put it, you know, you, the 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 main thing of the proposal is you are trying to show whatever company that you're going after that your vehicle is going to provide them with the ROI that they're expecting for yeah. sponsorship. And ROI, like we just discussed before, is return on investment. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to go is is basically dissect the project car's proposal that we've been using for a, a good over two decades now. And, and of course it's been retweaked many, many, many mm-hmm. times. Um, and, and, and now it's a document that a lot of companies like to see because it has everything that they would want to see in a proposal. All their, all their questions are answered when they go through the proposal and more information that they even thought they might know is in there too. So, First and foremost, you you when you when you have a proposal, that means that you already know the direction of your vehicle, where it's going to go. If it's a okay. truck, if it's going to be an off-road vehicle, if it's going to be a lowered vehicle, if it's going to be a drag truck, if it's you know, if it's a compact sports car, if it's going to be a show car, it's going to be the you know drag race car, it's going to be you know a, a drift car, whatever. So you already know what your vehicle is going to look like. And if you already know what your vehicle is going to look like, 
you should have at least one rendering of the vehicle. And because everyone's going to gravitate back to that rendering because they're going to go, okay, this is, this is what this guy is trying to do. Does that image reflect the initiatives, the marketing initiatives that we're trying to do this year? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is yes, then you move forward. If it's not, then they'll let you know. So first and foremost, you have to have a rendering of your vehicle. And we like to do a three-quarter rendering, which means that if you're facing the vehicle, you'd be looking straight at the corner light of the driver's side. So you can see the whole side of the driver okay. and then the whole front of of the vehicle, which includes a, the hood and the windshield and everything. So it's mm-hmm. a three-quarter shot. It's, it's the most of the vehicle you can see at one time. Now, you can also do – a rendering of the interior. If you're going to do something really, really crazy, a rendering of your audio equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though not many people do audio that much anymore, and the or and or rendering of the rear. Um, but you know, a, a good three quarters and a rear shot is going to be sufficient for a lot of the sponsorships that you're going to go for. Okay. So you have that. You're ready to go. So I'm just getting into this kind of thing here. I'm a beginner. I'm a newbie, whatever. So how much would something like that cost me, like a rendering, a really good rendering that's going to catch somebody's eye? Okay. I, and you know, I, I, I'm not going to, okay, here's, let me back up. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of renderings mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why it, it's, it's like an added evil. It's and an, not an added evil. It's it's a needed evil. Like a necessary evil. Okay. Uh, yes. I I I I when I started building vehicles way back in the nineties, mm-hmm. and even when I started doing vehicles for SEMA, I never had a rendering. Okay. Because the marketing directors at that time, if I would tell them, hey, you know what? I'm gonna do a BMW E46. It's gonna be four doors. It's gonna have a Haman body kit with three-piece AC snitcher wheels, and it's going to have the DTM type exhaust coming out from both, you know, both rear rear portions of the vehicle. You know, a, mm-hmm. a normal marketing director at that time would know exactly what I was talking about. Okay. And and they'd be like, oh, you know what? That kind of fits what we're trying to do for next year for the whole Euro scene, and we got some new carbon fiber components coming out, or oh, mm-hmm. hey, we got a new performance wheel that's going to be perfect for BMWs, and and so I never really needed a rendering. Until maybe about 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. And I have to blame the truck, the truck scene for that. <laughs> uh, they're the ones that started doing renderings and on, on mass, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and so like every truck build had a rendering. Um, but these people would spend hundreds of dollars for the rendering and then never get their truck built. But that I blame the truck uh, aftermarket guys for that. But like I said, I mean, I never had to do them. And <clears throat> up until this day, you know, I, I still question companies that have stuff like an intake or an mm-hmm. exhaust, why they're requesting a rendering yeah. when the rendering doesn't show their product. Um, all, the only thing I can think of is maybe they're trying to see if that vehicle is going to be in line with their marketing directives. Mm. Yeah, That's about it. Okay. But like I said before, you know, you would just you would just basically talk to the marketing director, and say this is what I'm doing. Now, to answer your question, you can do a rendering, and it could cost you anywhere from eight hundred dollars up to twelve hundred dollars. Wow! Uh, 
and yeah, there's, I mean, there, there are people that are making good money doing it mm-hmm. because they know that they're in need. I mean, yeah. there's some renderings now that, you know, are 3d renderings and you yeah. turn the whole vehicle around and it's like a movie. Yeah. Um, I, I have a solution that we've been using, gosh, almost for, I think about five years now. And, and his, uh, his renderings are, pretty much like one fourth the price of what everybody else is. And, and, okay. and he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, he does all our SEMA renderings up to last year. And uh, his name is uh, Thomas Comer. He has Comer designs and, and he does the renderings. I mean, yes, there are other people that, that have these renderings that are, I mean, they look 3d mm-hmm. and, um, and that's great. You know, if, yeah. if you have to sell your vehicle with a 3d rendering that, you know, cool. But, you know, Thomas does a good enough job where he gets the point across and, and we've been able to sponsor, get all our vehicles sponsored for SEMA with, with his renderings. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want a rendering, I'd recommend going to Thomas. But, you know, if you need a, a high end three dimensional, you know, intro rendering, then mm-hmm. you can go to other people. Yeah. But I, like I said, I don't, I don't see the need for that level of detail. To go back to to what you were saying a little bit ago, so so why do you feel that that uh, the industry kind of has changed from going to not needing something like that to needing something now? Because we now there's so many companies out there that when they hire somebody for a marketing position, they're not necessarily hiring somebody that has hands-on experience. Okay. And, 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 and this is like another topic altogether <laughs> as, as to my, my gripes about certain marketing directors. Because, you know, like, like SEMA, you know, SEMA's in November, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you, you, we, we, we sent out our proposals like in December, January timeframe. Okay. And these guys, sometimes the guys and girls send us product like in October, you know, and I'm like, Hey, I needed this back in June. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, oh, well, you could just put it on there. I was like, but, and, and the thing is, if, if they had built a vehicle before in their lifetime, yeah. they know the steps involved and they know that you need certain parts earlier than other parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and this is because a lot of the marketing directors either A, have never been in the industry or B, have no kind of tool time whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you get, you get these guys <clears throat> and they're not even marketing directors. Sometimes the people, the, the one of the gatekeepers might be a marketing representative. Mm. And so they might not, even, they might even know less than the marketing director. Okay. Um, and, and so, yeah, so now you got to show them a picture of what your yeah. car is going to look like. Um, and, and, and then that's how they decide. Interesting. Okay. Let's kind of, we, we went off topic a little bit. So, but which is good because, <laughs> because that this is, this is great information. So it's, it's, it's all, it's all about what we're talking about. Anyways, exactly. So, right. You know. <laughs> so the next, the next thing, um, that once you have your, your, your rendering, you yeah. want to create a background about yourself, about, okay. You know, why you're the type of person that A, B or C company is going to want to, Mm-hmm. sponsor you know talk about yeah. the good things that you've done um if you're in the military if you're a volunteer uh if you help out the local church whatever something that's yeah. going to make you attractive okay you know and, yeah. and and you can talk a little bit about like your social media presence or 
or <laughs> stuff like that into the background. But this is more talking about yourself and who yeah. you are. Yeah. Uh, because nine times out of ten, you're never going to meet these people. Okay. Um, unless you go to SEMA. Okay. So okay. going from there, the next thing I like to do is I like to list all the modifications on the vehicle. All right. So everything from performance, wheels and tires, audio, video, interior, exterior, and now lighting has its own category. And then if you already have a spot for the vehicle at SEMA, you, mm-hmm. you put that information in uh, in there too. Awesome. Now, now you're, 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 you're probably thinking, well, what if I have a stock vehicle and it has nothing on there? Mm-hmm. Well, that's easy. All those things that I just talked about, you can put all the things you want to put in there. Okay. And if and yeah. if you don't have them, like if you don't have a Whipple supercharger, but you want a supercharger, mm-hmm. I would just list supercharger. Okay. Because if you put an actual brand name on something that you don't have yet, yeah, there could be a company <clears throat> that could you deny you the sponsorship because you're already supposedly by your proposal, you're looking at this other company instead of them. Ah, uh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um. And and so a lot of people mis- you know make that mistake and mm-hmm. they send it out. You know, Toyo Tires looks at the proposal and I'm like, dude, you 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 want Pirelli tires? Why are you sending this to me? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the uh right after that, you know, I would have a, a the the image, the rendering of the vehicle, mm-hmm. the one or two renderings, and then what I like to do after that is since I've already listed the stuff that the vehicle has. Mm-hmm. The following page after the rendering is going to be the things that I would want for the vehicle. Okay. You know, <clears throat> and this is where I'd list, you know, 37 inch tires, mm-hmm. turbocharger, uh, new interior, uh, 10 inch subs, whatever. Uh, but again, okay. if, if you don't have those products, you don't list the company. Okay. Yeah. Very, very important. <laughs> um, and then you move forward to what your proposed schedule is going to be for the next 12 to 18 months. Okay. And I say 18 months because most companies will take a while to sponsor you. So if they sponsor you at the mm-hmm. six month mark, <clears throat> they're going to, you know, they're going to want you to be under them for at least 12 months. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So, so do, in anywhere, um, do you do you put in uh, in in this proposal uh, how long it's going to take to kind of uh put all these things together the the time that it's going to take to for this project to kind of come to fruition I I don't because things happen. Uh-huh. Most of my proposals mind you are geared towards Steema for that year. Okay. <clears throat> so the end state's going to be November of that year. Mm-hmm. Very very good question. Most companies will ask you in their application process, you know, when do you need this product by and when do you anticipate the vehicle to be finished by? Okay. So, so, so what do you do then? Do you, do you, do you answer that or tell them, hey, oh, no, just no, by I, SEMA? No, I, <laughs> I, I, no, no, I answer it. I answer the question, but <clears throat> you don't know when you're going to be filling out an application. So that's why yeah. I put it in the proposal. So after you, so we did the rendering, we talked about ourselves a little bit, and then what comes next? Okay. Well, we're going through the whole proposal. So the next thing I would do is like, if you have a group of vehicles that are going to go with you to SEMA, Mm -hmm. I would put all those renderings on the page. Okay. And where they're going to go. And then I I start going into um, our tour program, uh, 
what we expect to do above and beyond SEMA. Okay. Like a lot of our vehicles are used either for articles for different magazines mm-hmm. or they're used for advertisements for different com- for different companies. Okay. And if you already got that lined up, yeah. perfect. You know, you put that in there. Nice. Um, and, and then I also like to add in, you know, recent articles of, of some of the past builds that we've done. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, the next portion is I like, what I like to do is, is past SEMA build. So I got a page for each year of SEMA and it has about six different vehicles that we've done for SEMA. Now, <clears throat> most people are not going to have like six or seven different vehicles under their belt, mm-hmm. but they could have worked on another vehicle that did do something great or did make it a SEMA mm-hmm. or, you know, one best of show out of show, whatever I would, I would list those vehicles too and show a picture of it and say how you're tied into that vehicle. So these are, these are all the qualifications of what we're going through for the, for the uh, proposal. Correct. So, so I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like a, 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 I don't know what the word, maybe a layman when it comes to this. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have no idea what this world is. So, so why even do a proposal to get the sponsorship? To do, first of all, it shows that you're above all the other people that are trying to get a uh, sponsorship. Okay. That you're not just going on Instagram and finding out who the marketing director for AGP is and sending them a message say, Hey, sponsor my vehicle. You're, okay. you're going, here's my vehicle. Here's my plan for my vehicle. This is what I'm going to do to my vehicle after it's done. And this is why you should sponsor me okay. all in one package. Okay. So, so how many, uh, so w- once this proposal is all good and done, um, mm-hmm. what, what can this proposal get me? It, it, obviously it's going to get some sponsorship if it's, if it's written well enough, if it's done well enough. Right. Right. So what is the benefit of it, of a really good proposal? Uh, for, for me, for what I do, it's to get product sponsorship. Now there's different types of proposals. You can gear one towards uh, a company, if you wanted it to, let's say you wanted them to donate some products mm-hmm. to a different cause or donate some money to your company mm-hmm. um, or, or help with the expenses of, of going to all these different shows. Okay. You know, there's, there's different, different ways you can structure a proposal. It's pretty much just letting the company know who you are, what you're trying to do, why you're trying to do it and how it's going to benefit them. Okay. So with that said, with, with what, how it's going to benefit them. Um, so would that be kind of that area where you would talk about the, the ROI there? It's mostly understood, especially when you go the last portion of the proposal is going to be your social media. Okay. And you're going to talk about whatever social media platforms are going to be attractive to the automotive industry. Mm -hmm. So you know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, you know, you show your numbers, you show your following. And, okay. and if you have a store that can resell those products, that's even better. Okay. Because now you have a platform with, with the product on there and you have a, you have a following of people that are buying from your store already. And so now it's a, it's a double bonus for the company because not only are they sponsoring somebody they can trust, but mm-hmm. They're going to be selling the product, and that's automatic ROI for them. Okay. So what are some of the, the don'ts to a proposal like this? 
don't be sloppy. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's based your you think of your proposal as your final paper in high school. Okay. Or you know it's that important. Think of it as a business plan, something that you're going to take to a bank and ask for ten thousand dollars. You know, thirty thousand dollars for your business. Okay. That's how important it is. Okay. A lot of people have have lost the concept and go, you know, and go directly to marketing and say, hey, sponsor my car. Mm-hmm. And the marketing director's like, okay, why? <laughs> yeah. But if you go to them and say, hey, this is our proposal, mm-hmm. please review it. I'll get back to you in about a week and you can let me know what you think about it. Okay. So, and, so, so how long, you know, you, you, you put the proposal in, you're waiting around. Do, do you kind of, is it like an interview when, when you're like trying to get a job and you're like, Hey, I sent it. Do you kind of like want to keep your, your name in the back of their mind and, and, and contacting them and getting a hold of them, trying to keep you in, in, in their, in their line of sight? Well, well here. Okay. So when I, when I did international sales, there was a rule that we had. And, and, and that rule is you never called a potential customer unless you had some information that they could use. Okay. So you never called them just to say, Hey, are you going to give me that PO? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, same thing with sponsorships. You know, you, you don't call the company and say, Hey, you, you made a decision yet, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. and, and so that's, and, and you ask those questions prior to sending the proposal. Okay. You know, you, you know, that's like I said, like I caveat it and say, hey, I'm going to give you a call back in about a week after you review it. So the person already knows that they're you're going to call yeah. you in a week or he'll go you, he or She will go. You know what? We normally take about a month to review proposals. I'll get back to you at that time. OK, if you're if, if you're trying if you're trying to make that call. Yeah, <clears throat> I would only make it if like you had another company like KW wanted to use your car for their marketing purposes okay. and it'll be a great opportunity for that company to be in on the vehicle. Okay. So they, people can see that product as well. Or if you're going to be featured in, in a big show for, for your area, uh-huh. uh, you know, you want to let them know, or if, if, you know, if magazines ever come back, uh, <laughs> you get promised a magazine article, you, you'd want to let them know anything that's going to benefit them. You would call them up to to find out, but don't you know? Once mm-hmm. you've given the proposal, they have it. You know, yeah, they know that you want the product, and and don't bug them about it because then your proposal will go into the file thirteen and it's never seen again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I mean, it sounds that sounds just very um, uh, interesting. I I I would I would imagine something like this is pretty huge. And you don't want to get on their bad side, man, to get right, right. <laughs> get that thing tossed out or whatever. <laughs> and, and and believe it or not, all these marketing guys talk to each other. I mean, just because okay. there might be two or three different guys that work for uh-huh. two or three different wheel companies, they still at SEMA, they still go hang out together. They could still go okay. they know each other. You know, just because their their yeah. companies are competing doesn't mean that <clears throat> they compete amongst mm-hmm. themselves. They, I mean, they, they, you know, they talk to each other. And so if one guy goes, yeah, that, that guy that just sent you that proposal, he's, he's been on us for the last year and saying how great we are. And now he's, you know, telling you the same thing he told us. Okay. So, so they talk amongst each other. I mean, yeah. the automotive, the automotive industry is, is big. It's huge. It's large, big mm-hmm. moneymaker. Yeah. But the people that are 
the the key personnel in the automotive industry they all talk to each other okay so so do you do you uh obviously when you are sending this out to a certain company or somebody you want to receive sponsorship from uh you would you say you would have to do your research if you aren't already knowledgeable about the company and all this stuff oh yes it's, okay. it's like you hit that nail on the head it's just like doing an interview when you know when i went to do interviews i i would research the company mm-hmm. i would find out who their competitors were and find out why their product was better than the competitors and use that information during the interview. Same thing. Okay. <clears throat> you know, you research the automotive in, uh, industry uh, manufacturer and you find out why, what makes their product different from ABC company. Uh-huh. And when you talk to the marketing director, you know, you're, you know, you can say, Hey, you know, I totally understand that, that you knew your new forge flow, flow wheels are, the first thing on the market and you want to let everybody know about it. And this is what I plan to do with the vehicle. That's going to help you promote that whole new technology. And they're like, Oh, okay, cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but if you're, you know, don't be that guy that just wants an intake and tells the same thing to eight different intake companies. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just, Um, just cause you want a handout. Right. Right. Um, you know, a, a lot of the companies that we work with, we've worked with them for almost two decades. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like there's certain vehicles that I'll put a certain tire on. There's other vehicles that I'll put another tire on. It's because that's the tire that we feel is best for that type of vehicle. Okay. And we try not, and same thing with wheels. You know, we, we try to stay with the same partners all the time. I mean, we, you know, uh-huh. certain, you know, there's some companies that have a limited budget and, and they can't sponsor all our vehicles and they understand that. And we understand that we can go to other places, mm-hmm. but I, I like, I'm all about tradition and I'm all about, you know, increasing the relationship. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about, about sponsorship. It's mm-hmm. like the, the whole thing about sponsorship is not a sticker on your car. I mean, that's, that's the least important thing on this whole sponsorship yeah. thing. Okay. Um, it's all about building a relationship with a company and showing that you're a partner with them. Uh-huh. You're trying to get them to reach their goals and their goals are, you know, double digit growth. They want to keep selling their product and selling more of their product. Okay. So you have to be an ambassador for them. And that's exact. That was, that was the next one I was going to ask. Do you feel that, that, uh, that, once you, you you approach a, a company for sponsorship, do you feel like you need to be that ambassador? How do you become that ambassador or prove to them that you can be? Oh, it's very very simple. I mean, <clears throat> once you do have the product in your hands, okay. Well, even before you have the product, let's say you wanted to get sponsored by Verde Wheels. Mm-hmm. You know, I I would be on their Instagram all the time. And whenever they they showed a vehicle, you know, I would I would comment on that vehicle. I wouldn't comment like, "Hey, those wheels would really look good on my vehicle if you sponsored me." I would say <laughs> stuff like that, uh, but you know, just positive things, you know. And then when you do get get the wheels, you know, tell everybody about the wheels. You okay. know, post it up on all your social media. Yeah. Say why the, these wheels are the best and why you know you would choose these wheels over ABC Company. And then, you know, if, if, if they ask you to 
represent their company at a show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Make sure your vehicle is is like fully cleaned and you're presentable and you know you go to the show and 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 believe it or not in slacks and a polo and and some nice shoes instead of you know thongs and, and a <laughs> t-shirt and and some ripped up shorts you know <laughs> i thought that i thought sex salesman <laughs> well i don't know about you but i don't think most people want to see me in thong- <laughs> I, 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 I meant I, you know i meant uh shanklas uh, <clears throat> oh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah those, those kind of thongs <laughs> That's the no, no, that's no. the other kind. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, but the, the the point is, is you want to establish that relationship with the company, uh-huh. and 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 you know you want to be seen as above everybody else that is trying to get the sponsorship. Okay, you want to go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 like as I told you, before, you know, the last time we talked. You know, we, you don't want to just do local car shows. You want to go two, 300 miles away, uh, to do a show. You want to show that you're trying to demonstrate how great their product is to other potential buyers. Okay. So, so how do I, I, we spoke about it a little bit, touched on it here, but how do I outshine the next person? Well, for one, by having a a good proposal, you're, you're going to be over 98% of the people that are, trying to get a um, sponsorship. Okay. Because everybody, everybody right now is social media driven and mm-hmm. everybody thinks that they can just DM the marketing director <laughs> and get sponsorship, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. It all oh, just DM this guy and oh, yeah, I'll send you a set of, of a supercharger and some wheels. No, problem. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. You know, you, you, to set yourself apart, you have to treat this as a business. Okay. It's the best way to do it. Yeah. The proposal is the interview process. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when they give you the wheels, that's, that's your 90 days trial basis. Okay. You know, while you have the wheels on your vehicle, you're proving to that company that you're a good representative of that company, mm-hmm. a good employee. Okay. You know, and then if, if, <clears throat> if they want to hire you on for the next year, then they give you another set of wheels. Okay. So, so I am a, a, a like, again, I'm, I'm going I'm to use this again. I'm a newbie. Mm-hmm. Do I attempt to, to, uh, make an attempt at a proposal myself or do I seek out somebody who's, who's, uh, more qualified, who is probably more experienced and has a little bit of knowledge about this kind of stuff? You could do both. I mean, there there are proposals online uh, that pretty much dictate how a proposal should be put together. Okay. There are people that write proposals for others, um, and and it, it just depends on how much time free time you have. Like mm-hmm. right now, a lot of people have a lot of free time, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and how much how much money you have. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, that's going to dictate whether you should do it yourself or have somebody that's already done it before. Okay. So, so what would, what would, uh, something like that run if I were looking to, uh, if I were weighing my options, what would that run? <laughs> it all depends on who's writing it. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen, I've seen proposals go as little as 250 bucks. Uh, I've seen proposals go for a thousand and some upwards to $2,000. Okay. But if you're paying for a proposal that's worth, you know, $2,000, they bear guaranteeing you something, you know, that's, above the 10 to $20,000 yeah. mark. 
Yeah, I was gonna say what. Be, so what does a, there should be a guarantee, right? And I, that's where I was gonna go with this all. What does a two hundred and fifty dollar proposal get me opposed to a two thousand dollar proposal? Well, like I mean, this, that's just me. I don't know what these people uh, that make proposals tell their customers, but if I was gonna pay two thousand dollars for a proposal, even at the state that I'm at, mm-hmm. I better be getting something in return, yeah, or some kind of guarantee. Oh yeah. That's I mean, a- there's companies before in the past that would have people pay that money and they'd, oh, you're going to get sponsored, carsponsorship.com. But, and, you know, these people were expecting some big return on investment and then they would get like lights for their, for their wheels and, <laughs> you know, air fresheners yeah. and, and, you know, and so, but yeah. it's, it's all, it, it all depends on, on, on what the stipulations are. I okay. mean, for a $250 proposal, I would imagine it would be a pretty much cookie cutter proposal okay. where they just cut and paste images of your car and put information about you and make you out to be this glorious guy. But, you know, there's probably 300 other guys with the same proposal. Okay. Um, <clears throat> when you start getting more into, you know, 1,000, 1,500, then I, I, I can see the proposal being catered to that individual. Mm-hmm. But two thousand above, you know, they better be promising something. Okay, super interesting. So uh, this is this is uh, super interesting because I, I I've learned a little bit here. So uh, oh, cool. <laughs> what is so so? I sent out the proposal. I've gotten word from somebody. What is the next step after that? My proposal has been accepted. Then like. See, because I've been I've been in sales for international sales, I already know how a lot of these people think. Okay. And so I'm already I'm 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 ahead of the game by proposing something to them after they receive the proposal. Okay. So I'm saying to them, okay, I sent you this proposal. I know you need time to review it. Uh, I'd like to call you back in about a week to see okay. where we're at with the proposal. Uh-huh. And they can either say, sure, that's great, or or give you a different option. Okay. But if you just send them the proposal and and just twiddle your thumbs, you can twiddle your thumbs for a while. Okay. And 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 you have every right to to ask what's the next step, when can I expect the next step to start? Okay. When you send out a proposal or when you send out an application. Cuz okay. not every every com- <clears throat> some companies, believe it or not, they'll be like, "Oh, just send me your rendering and your show schedule and that's good enough. We don't want an 8 megabyte file." Okay, oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> but but the thing is you you already have all that stuff in your proposal. Uh-huh. So you could just take out what you need and send it to them. Yeah. Okay. So 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 I I've got the proposal out. They've sent me back word. They're like, "Okay, you're good to go." Um we we like what we see. Um do they do they send us a product from there? Do we put it on? Do what do we do from there? What how do we okay. take the next <clears throat> step? Okay, so I'm going to tell you what we do. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what other people do. Okay. So once they say we're going to send it out to you, then we go, okay, do you pay for shipping? Do we pay for shipping? Once that's resolved, then, you know, you ask for an ETA when expect the product to get there. Okay. So what we like to do is we like to make a big thing about it. You know, if we can catch the UPS guy coming to our to the door with the product, we're going to videotape that. Okay. And get people excited. You yeah. know, and say, hey, next, you know, next, next time we're going to open the box up and, and we're going to start looking at the components. Cool. So now okay. you got a following of people that are going to check out what 
the Sparta big break kit that's going to look like. Okay. So you do another episode of opening up the box, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then after that, you do an episode of installing the product on the vehicle. And then after that, you do an episode of testing the, the product on the vehicle. Okay. And so now you have five, five levels of content for mm-hmm. the company that just sponsored you on what they didn't already have. Yeah. You know, and, and depending on how your following is, they may, you know, retweet it or, or, um, or share it on their on their social media platform. Uh-huh. That's super interesting because because I'm 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 sitting over here thinking, okay, you get the product, you just you open it up, you put it on and boom, there it is. You don't say anything else. It makes well, defi- it makes sense, man. Yeah. It makes sense yeah, to I mean, do that. Yeah, that's what most people do. The most people do is they, they put it on their vehicle and they put the sticker on and and they never say anything to the company again. You know. Yeah. Now <clears> where, now if I was a sponsor sitting back and I said, "Hey, I I, I sent this guy out this stuff or these this this these people out to this stuff. Uh did they ever get it? Did what did they put it on? Like where how how right. how do I know that it's how do I know anything? Yeah. How do I know they didn't sell it on eBay the next day? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that has happened. Oh man, that's um, horrible. Yeah. And uh yeah, they don't. So like I said, we're we try to be very, very proactive and let the sponsors know where we're at with the build. Okay. And do and, and do you, you, and know, do you like tag them into that all the stuff so they can oh, yeah. see that you, you did know, all like that? On Instagram, you tag everybody that's involved with the build. Awesome. Yeah, and then you know, you if you got a YouTube site, you you put it on the YouTube, and then after you got a few episodes going on on YouTube, you send those links to the sponsor. Mm-hmm. Or the sponsor might say, "Hey, you know what? We'd like you guys to do a shoot here with this in the background, and, and could you do that for us?" Oh yeah, sure. You know, and then you knock it out. Awesome. But but like I said, most people, you know, they get the product and and then that's it. And then the company never hears from them again. Mm-hmm. So and then a year or two later, when that same guy is trying to get sponsorship from that same company, they're like, dude, we never knew what you did with the first set of rims we gave you. Why would we give you a second set? Ah, uh, yeah. So so let's let's give let's give us a, a small little kind of do's and don'ts. Uh, rundown of what a proposal should look like, what it shouldn't look like, and and what I should do before, during, and afterward. Okay, a proposal should look professional. Okay. It should be proofread. It should be consistent. It should not have any. It should not have any lies in there whatsoever. Okay. And and as and as truthful as honest as you can possibly be. Okay. What you don't want, oh, and printed on nice quality paper if you're going to make a, if you're going to make an actual hard copy. You know, nowadays you just send the PDF to the company. Okay. Okay. What you don't want on a proposal, you don't want it handwritten. You okay. don't want mistakes <laughs> on there. Uh, you don't want to copy somebody else's work. Okay. And you don't want to lie about anything that you have in the proposal. Okay. So don't have my my nine year old write it for me. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't don't have her her, her nice picture that she drew of, <laughs> of your Supra on the refrigerator in the proposal. No, no, that that would not be good. <laughs> awesome. So uh, this has been super informative. Um, I think at this at, at the end of this conversation, I think I am a little bit more confident. And in, in, in uh, uh, getting a proposal done, even considering one, 
Um, uh, I, I, I even have more of an idea what to do after I receive the product that makes a whole lot of sense, you know, with this day and age, with everybody's got a YouTube channel now, it just makes mm-hmm. sense that you and your vehicle, uh, your, your company or, or your, yourself has a YouTube channel to, to do this. If you got some great content on there, that's going to show your sponsorship and, 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 and um, just more content, man, for the stuff that you've got going on. I think that's very, very smart. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, is is like like I mentioned before, they all talk to each other. Uh-huh. So it, even if you got a set of wheels, maybe you're looking for an interior, or okay. maybe you're looking for a body kit, you know. Yeah. And and Verde, you know, knows knows the guys at Cybon and Anderson Composites, you know. Okay. And and they're gonna go. If they get a proposal from you, they're going to reach out to people they know and say, hey, have you guys ever heard of this guy? Mm-hmm. And Verdi's going to be like, yeah, you know, he, he he's, he's going to do one or two things. He's going to say, you know, we gave him the product and that was it. We never heard anything back. Or, uh, you know, this guy was awesome. You know, he made, gave us videos all the time and he yeah. increased our following. And he even linked up with, with the local tire shop and they started selling our wheels that they didn't before. And, wow. oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so – Whatever you do after you get the product is going to determine how much more product you're going to get in the future. Okay. So don't go into this thinking, hey, I'm going to get free product. I'm going to get free money. I'm just going to rake in all this dough because they're they're looking at me and I'm the only one. Don't be arrogant, right? No, no, no. You very, be very, very humble. Okay. I mean, there's a time and place to be gregarious <laughs> and to let people know about your exploits. Uh-huh. And then there's a time and place to be humble. Okay. When, when you're trying to get sponsorship, you're pretty much reaching out your hand to this company yeah. and saying, give me. Mm-hmm. So listen to all the requirements. Don't believe you're Billy badass on the block because there's a thousand more that have a thousand more stuff than you do mm-hmm. and do your best to be an employee of that company that doesn't get paid except for they get sponsored. Okay. That's the best way to put it. I mean, you know, one of the, one of the greatest compliments I told you was someone saying that I was the best employee of their company that, that they didn't have to pay. (laughs) And, and that's what, that's how you are as an ambassador. You're promoting that product to potential customers. Yeah. Super, super interesting. Hey, man, we are we are coming up on on the close here of the of the episode. Um, I appreciate you coming on and and on your own show <laughs> and mm-hmm. talking about this stuff. I think a lot of people out there can uh, honestly sit back and listen to this and say that they learned something because uh, I sure did. Um, well, I appreciate that. One thing you have, uh, we, I want to keep reemphasizing: anything that I talk about, anything that people have questions about. They're there. We are transparent. Okay. So if someone wants to ask me a specific question about proposals, I'm going to tell them mm-hmm. I have nothing to hide. Okay. Your proposal is never going to look like mine because I've been doing this for about three decades. Yeah. <clears throat> so I have, I, I, I don't think, you know, you're, I, I don't think anyone's going to be my competition and, and the people that are at my level as well. They have their own way of doing proposals and sponsorships. Okay. So if if there's ever a question on how I do sponsorships or proposals or what shows to go to, feel free to email me or message me on, on one of our social media platforms, and I will be 
very blunt and very honest on, <laughs> on my responses. That's good, man. I, I think we need that, especially uh, now, because if, if I had any questions uh, and I got the answer from somebody who's very honest, I, I think I would know, Hey, um, that's exactly, I, I might even be like, Hey man, you sound like, you know what you're doing. I'm going to pay you some good money to get this one out because I really need uh, to stand out from the, from the rest. Right. Yeah. And, and like the, the bottom line is, you know, you get that professional proposal. That's your first step yeah. to being involved with that company and begin being a brand ambassador. Yeah. And it's not your last because you have to continue. You, you have to do more. You have to go above and beyond and you have to keep them happy because you want, just like you said, being an ambassador just doesn't stop at the title. You, mm-hmm. you are an ambassador of a company. You are out there on, on the, on the, on the ground floor telling people about this product that you believe in. Um, so I, I, I agree with you, man. Cool. Well, thank you so much for, for joining me on, on, on our podcast again. Yeah. I look forward to more talks with you and I, I really appreciate the enthusiasm because it gets me enthused and <laughs> and I love I love doing this stuff. So it just it gives me more motivation to keep doing it more decades in the future. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Do you have any idea of what we're gonna be talking about on the next episode? I do, I do. I really want to talk about sponsorships and how okay. you acquire sponsorships. Okay. And then following that, there's there's a good piece I want to uh, cover, and that is is print really dead? Okay. Super interesting. I'm intrigued. I'm ex- excited for that next episode. I hope you guys are as well. Uh, let's let's keep listening, guys. Come on, check it out. We got a great response from the first episode. This next one, I think we had some really great stuff in here. Answered a lot of questions uh, about some proposals. Uh, stay tuned, guys. This is a really great great uh, podcast. I like it. I'm not a car guy. But I'm super interested. I've listened. You, you probably will be after this. <laughs> probably, probably, man. I've already got one, uh, one expensive hobby, man. I can't bring another one into the house, man. I'll be in the doghouse, bro. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, this is uh, Project Cars podcast with your host uh, Carlos Molina. I'm Joey Galvez, and we'll see you guys later. Keep it tuned.